This is the Bays in the Bold uh, marathon where we're watching six episodes. Marathon? Yeah, all in a row. Um, so, yeah, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's do this. Today we're watching The Dauphin. I'm, I'm Van Velding. The I've Dauphin. been watching this since like forever. And I'm Derek, and this is my first time watching it. Yeah, it's super great. <laughs> is it? It is. It is super great, Derek. <laughs> so uh, without, without any more additional ado... While I work on a video slideshow for the Twitch stream in the background, three, two, one, engage. This is this is one of the worst ones. So this is why we're doing the marathon here. Yeah, yeah. I mean that makes sense. Uh, it's it's so jarring uh, how different it is. You know, to like the other episodes that we've seen. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised you like this episode. I, wait, what? Oh, oh, you don't like it? I never know what to expect from you, Derek. You're a constant source of surprise. Okay, I love this. I like how he has like this ship stopping adjustments that he doesn't let anyone know about. <laughs> it's like, oh, by the way, uh, yeah, you can't do that thing you want to do because adjustments. Like, oh, cool, Jordy, you should have put that like in the log or in the schedule. He's like, yeah, I didn't forget about it, but we got to do them now. Okay, <laughs> I I'm gonna write this up because I haven't written a lot of things up to this lately to the language of television. Hey, would, yeah. Like, how different is the dialogue if he's like, hey, uh, that thing I was talking about, can we do it now? You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it isn't. It just, you know, when you expect, like, a high-functioning group of things, it just kind of shows, like, a little bit of a hole. Like, hey, wait yeah. a minute. Like, isn't it kind of... That's kind of a false time constraint. Or that time constraint doesn't make as much sense as it could make sense. Right. It's like the scene in... Uh... What's that? Revenge of the Sith, where they bring up the Wookiee planet like an afterthought. They're like, oh yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way. Yeah, hey. Hey, congrats everybody. Troy's getting some lines, just to expose it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they this is kind of weird. Like, so they said, okay, this chick was born of like two different warring factions. We kidnapped her, put yeah. her on like another world. It was a legal kidnapping. Um, raised her. So she can go back and rule them because that's totally going to work. For the, for the sole purpose of resolving this conflict. Also, she knows nothing about these people. Is the entire yeah. galaxy allergic to f***ing uh, uh, mission packages? Can they just not brief yeah. anyone for anything ever? <laughs> right. Like, you know, I mean, that's that's just the microcosm of like what Jordy did. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to brief you about these adjustments, but uh, yeah, you can't use the word. It's best if we take the ship by surprise on these things. We don't want Jordy to have any preconceived notions about engine repair or maintenance before he fixes the engine and maintenance. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, well, I mean, it shows that they're agile as f- Like, they, oh, well, just, they, they can just spin on a dime. Which, you know, given all the stuff that has happened to date, makes some sense operationally. It's like, yeah, the cat yeah, is just yeah. by an energy being this week. It's like, all right, we can take that. <laughs> all right, well, um, uh, we don't we don't have a protocol for that, so we're just going to have to wing it. Let's wing it, guys. Yeah. Astrophysics is ready to completely respond to this catastrophe. We're going <laughs> to... So i got to say, I really like the costumes here. Uh, the costumes invoke that kind of Regency era, or sort of, like, or maybe Shakespearean times. I'm not really sure. I'm not good at history. But just kind of an older English form while still being like, hey, no, these are like space costumes. Yeah. Um, I really like... Way to crap uh, your crew with Picard. Way to walk like an asshole. You know, it's your shit. Yeah. Jesus. Give the guy some room. Yeah. Ah, uh, and here we go. Is this... This is either Starcross Lovers or a manic... Like, oh man. This is either Starcross Lovers or a super manic pixie dream girl trope. 
It's um, star-crossed lovers, but it also shows that she's not just a pretty face. And considering how yeah. much of this episode, like, th- these two young kids want to just bone. And I think that's fair. Yeah. Like, she's just, like, has all these hormones and she's just been building them up for the first, like, you look like my age face uh, possible. Although that's super dark, right? Like, hey, be careful with that magnet. It could rip the iron out of your blood. It is. <laughs> Buddy, if she's got hormones that would dissolve your fucking dick. Be careful. It's a lot yeah, of hormones we're yeah. saying. Which we will learn that she is way more tolerant than Wesley. Uh, I think maybe Wesley might be alt-right or has some <laughs> alt-right can, underpinnings. I'm not sure. We can get into that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, they're like, oh yes, human boys. Lots of hormones going on there. It's like, I don't know. She's, yeah. Sure she's got stuff. I mean, she's she's basically just uh, not agoraphobic. Like the opposite of agoraphobic where she wants to be outside but can't be. She's got planet fever is what she got. She's been yeah, cooped she up on the planet. Trust me, I'm yeah. the same way. I'm the same way, Salil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, I kind of like the way they did the foreshadowing here because when they're beaming up, he's like, oh, by the way, what species is this? <laughs> and it's like human. And they're like, okay, weird. And then that's it. But then that comes in later, right? Yeah, it's good. It's a good setup. It's um, one of the well-written parts of this episode. I'm just going to write that down. The well-written part <laughs> yeah. of this episode. The Tally one. thing where they ask if they're humans. There we go. That's one. Good job. The yeah. Good job. yeah. Put that in the box. Save it for later. <laughs> I'm just going to put this right here where everyone can see it. <laughs> yeah. Just so. put it on the refrigerator with a big gaudy magnet uh, so everyone knows that the Delphine has at least one achievement. Yeah. Well done. Proper foreshadowing. It does, as always, have the amazing intro sequence. So, um, yeah, yeah, you can't get around that for sure. It, it took me a while, uh, but I I do every now and again notice like the little humans in the uh, in the windows, yeah. like during the sequence. Right. So as a co- given, as a given that have a Wesley has a crush episode is a terrible idea. Yes. How does this do with that idea? I think it does okay. Um. I yes, I think it's okay. Um, I I think it's kind of uh, I kind of would have expected a little bit more of Wesley's environment to kind of be at odds with him, you know, to kind of you know, so he has to manage uh, what Jordy wants him to do with trying to see this girl, with not being allowed to see this girl, uh, to get that sense of like, hey, I'm really subverting authority in order to do something i'm really passionate about yes i love this i'll talk he's like come on dude the magnet man the magnet (laughs) we got stuff to do i put you in charge of things deal with it sorry i i set it up to see if it would suck the iron out of data's blood looks at data it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) reaches behind data and grabs it (laughs) yeah and then data's like uh oh interesting that's an interesting concept (laughs) data it would have killed you uh so yeah and i was like like, okay, Wesley takes a detour to Data's quarters in the middle of his shift for reasons. I get that. He's the well, kid. he was he was froofing. Like, he was primping. Like, he yeah. was doing his hair and all the other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what the heck was Data doing? Data, look, I, yeah. I have two smoke breaks per shift. I don't smoke, but I take them, Dale. I'm Data. <laughs> yeah. I'm allowed to take these breaks. Uh, I deserve a break just much as the next person. Or, uh, uh, the thing, this is kind of weird as well. Like... 
We can we turn on the viewer? I mean, we can already if we want. Yeah, we're just gonna ask your permission, but we're totally watching everything. We're in the Panopticon right here. Uh, yeah, James, this is full on Big Brother. Yeah, I was gonna make a joke about the the NSA guy, but I can't remember his name. James Clapper is getting hard under this. Anyway, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's just a real big Star Trek fan. Maybe that's why he became like the director of the NSA. Oh, he is. Like they re- he redesigned their command center to be reminiscent of the Enterprise D's bridge. Um. Like that's that was like a story back during the NSA leak things. So, um, whoa, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. James Clapper likes Star Trek, and he kind of wanted to have this feel. Which, no, no fault, man. Like, I don't like you undermining the 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 political process and observing American citizens without cause. But you know, I appreciate the aesthetics, and you you had the, yeah. the power on Earth to make your world a little more like Star Trek. Respect, bro. Yep. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. At least there's that. You know, uh, you know, from disparate political ideologies, we can come together inside of Star Trek. Yeah, and it's not like his Panopticon thing is against Star Trek because it ain't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys... Which I mean uh, makes you wonder who came up with that originally. I mean, I know it was like a, a was it just a convenient plot device mm-hmm. that just kind of got out of hand, or was it just like no, no, no? In the future, everything is going to be no. It's it's just no one ever thought about it. They're always just like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this thing to resolve this plot. Uh, it tramples yeah. over privacy? Ah, who cares? And then after the 20th yeah. time... So, uh, okay, like, Ooh. I'm pretty gay, but what's up with this outfit, Derek? Like, um, I think she's wearing a carpet? Okay. I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, okay. the slits are supposed to kind of like, hey, look, um, show some skin. Because if you've noticed, that carpet Salia and Anya... Fight. Yeah, yeah, no, I think she is a knife fighter. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> a def- True enough. A def- or a luchadora, just without the mask. Uh, um, yeah. I, you know, I think that, uh, you know, usually like showing skin, you know, before the two costumes, Anya and Celia, they're very like covering. Um, they're, they're somewhat form fitting, but they're very just kind of not showing any uh, skin. So this is just like, hey, look, uh, something a little different. But that texture, bro, that texture. It's <laughs> uh, true. Soup, soup's bad. Soup's bad. The, the suits are like, hey, something's up, guys. I got goosebumps. It's- yeah, and when I was say- I was watching them, like, okay, so where did like is she a, a stowaway? Like, how does she get here? You know, like, what am I seeing? Yeah. Um, and then you know, once once she like does this, and she's like, oh, oh, okay, so you shapeshifter. So that's why we were a little like, hey, what's the deal with like the person that's with Talia? Can we trust her? That kind of stuff. Yeah, which is good. Again, I watched this as a kid, so I never questioned. Um, yeah like things happening so i'm glad to have that perspective like this is a seriously intriguing episode for an adult yeah i mean um except for the wesley plot i mean the plot yeah yeah it's, it's yeah. Just the plot, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah if, if if you just ignore the main plot and you look at the subplot it could be interesting yeah, yeah i can see that you're hooked so. um he i mean he does gawky teen i just kind of wish jordy would like listen dude i did not give them time to handle this we are we are being agile right now and i don't have time for your teenage garbage i have to do your work so get out of my room like get out of the engine room <laughs> i like the jordy's understanding about this this is part of why tng is a family and not yeah like real talk i would love jordy to be my dad like <laughs> he just would be like the most like he would be the most supportive father ever hmm jordy and data space dads <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would totally, I would totally be raised by Jordy and Data, legit. Yeah. Um, I like how he's like, "Oh, what are you doing? Oh, nothing, just just destroying the warp engine." <laughs> <Good deal. laughs> 
<laughs> I I had it set to matter. It should have been set to hentai matter. I'm sorry. Just yeah. This. Oops. My bad. So that's good. That's why they got safety systems though for teenagers. So yeah, I do. I do like. I do like how he says, like, "You're no use here. Get out." But he does show frustration at that fact later, you know. So you can definitely tell that, and Wesley doesn't pick up on it, which kind of bothers me. Is that he's like, "Listen, I got a lot of work to do," but he doesn't get it because he's so like wrapped up in his uh, amore, right? Right. Which kids are kind of like that. Kids are kind of selfish. So yeah, especially yeah, when see, they have emotional things happening. So right. get yeah, ready for he the doesn't, greatest he cut doesn't, in television history. Like just the <laughs> great, <laughs> like people. Oh yeah, okay, no, this is good. People like that screen cap, but as Wesley passes Warfear, uh, <laughs> it is <laughs> uh, it is one of the great pictures of all. It's one of the great freeze frames of all time. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't look. Look at that. Like what? Look this at the from... face. Kabam! Amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they're like. So Wesley goes up to Warf. Uh, we should play a game called Three Seconds Before. Wesley goes up to Worf. Yeah. So, hey, Worf, how did Cleon's date? <sighs> like, oh. what? <laughs> he starts screaming Worf. for no reason. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's the women's part, though. Okay, begin with the yeah, Wesley yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, well, you didn't ask me what the male's part job was. Worf is pretty bad at explaining things. Also, yeah, well, I, I just love how he had that far off look in his eye, like he like he had done this before. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how you do it, baby. We, we've established that Worf is a Cleon weeaboo, so yeah, he's a weeb. Are there like Sundere, like the harem anime, but like for Cleon versions, where like it's always the same <laughs> tropes? Okay, and Worf is like okay. these tropes See, are now, how it totally goes down. You cannot give me too many things to want to make a game out of because that is perfect. <laughs> That is a hundred percent perfection, and I want to do it now, oh, man. Uh, so um, uh, I, I got to write that down somewhere. <laughs> uh, well, we have it recorded. That's fine. That's so great. Okay. Anyway, that's why we record these. I things. love this. This is just like, boop, 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 boop. yeah, just that little dude running. Yeah, and this this underlies yeah, why. Yeah, he's like, why are you being such a bitch, Anya? I've seen this chick before, haven't I? Like the actress. I mean, probably. Um, her face looks super familiar. The, the, I think uh, isn't like she on um, what's that? What's that episode where it's like uh, not episode, but the series where a lot of weird things happen in like a sleepy town? Um, Twin Twin Peaks is that it? Twin Peaks. Um, I don't know. I hadn't really thought. Of, I or it it or it could be the one with the Mountie. I know it's something like that. I Northern feel like she's like part of it. You mean Northern Exposure? Yes, Northern Exposure. That's oh, it. Wow. I get Twin Peaks and Northern Exposure mixed up. I I thought Northern Exposure was like a comedy. Is it not? Uh huh. Um, I mean it. It's kind of like an odd couple thing, but it has some serious stuff too. All right. All right. I I I didn't. Anyway, she is she is Patty Edwards. She died in 1999. Because I tell you these things and they're sad. Aww. Um. Yeah. So she could have been in the original. Uh, wow, she's been in a lot of things actually. Shoot, I, I really, I'd really drop. So all this of is stuff. kind of, a, this is kind of an interesting uh, experiment, right? It's like, all right, listen, uh, guy, and I want you to sit down here, and I'm going to sweep you off your feet, Riker style, uh, just as a demo for Wesley, you know. <laughs> um, and he's like, okay, let's do it. Right, I can, and so I, this is then they get into it, right? 
and then I love when like I love when Whoopi Goldberg says like get out of here kid you're crying my style <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's a good little bit um, again a lot of Whoopi Goldberg scenes could be um, like Deanna Troy scenes and I th- oh yeah oh yeah especially since this series can't make up its damn mind about Riker and Troy um, right right but I, I mean True story you can't be angry about freaking Guinan scenes because Whoopi Goldberg is great. Yeah. Oh yeah, so. she's so great. And what what I think is interesting here is that at first when he's dropping a line, you're like, oh really, Riker? You're just gonna drop lines? But really, he just wants to get her talking. And then like they're kind of going back and forth, and then you realize that she's wrapped up. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, tell me more. Yeah. Like I mean, this is all like none of this is real. Like this is yeah, of course, bad Hollywood flirting at its worst, which is bad. Uh, but yeah, but then they're into it, which is good. Yeah, it's funny that they're into it, despite it being yeah. so bad. Uh, and again, it's, right. it's well acted. Frakes and, and Goldberg commit to it. It's amazing. Uh, not amazing, but yeah. it's, it ends up not making you want to kill yourself, is what I'm saying. Is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, you know, that's kind of like... Uh, this is kind of interesting, too, because you start wondering, like, what is Anya? So we know that she can shapeshift. Okay, fine. She's like super micromanagey, like because she's gonna come up here and like micromanage Jordy, who like this is, you know, if I imagine him as Scotty, like this is he's a mother hen and these are his chicks. <laughs> you don't just come and tell tell a mother hen how to raise her chicks. Look, oh, man, this episode does not have a lot of conflict, but like ninety ninety nine percent of that conflict rests on the shoulders of Patty Edwards' character. So what are you gonna do, man? Like yeah. She, she's got to drive this and have conflict with everyone and be competent about it at the same time. Yeah, but she says like something like, I'm older somewhere. It might not be here. She says something about, I'm older than you could possibly imagine. It's probably during that one um, scene where she and Worf just take out their dicks and wave them around. It could be that <laughs> Which scene. is awesome. Which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, all right, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it when we get um, to it. So, Get off my dick, Anya. Y'all don't need you to check my progress. <laughs> Yeah, she. Um, He's like, man, I just can't get these routine adjustments that I just sprang up on the captain two hours ago done. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of obstacles for Jordy. So, what was this? He, was, he goes doors, up to the security guard. He goes, yeah, no, these doors are trying to get Wesley laid. Yeah, doors are the doors are great wingmen. They're just uh, <laughs> yes, no. Yeah, they can just uh, violate someone's privacy just whenever whenever they feel like it. And the security guard's like, so what's my job again, yeah. exactly? <laughs> yeah, what, am, what am I supposed to do? Like, he just showed out. up and he didn't have a reason. You're, was that Wesley or a shapeshifter? There was just Opie's, he leads it, hey, you ain't going to assassinate her, are you? No? Okay. <laughs> so All right, go ahead. I don't know. No bombs in your suitcase. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, you know, this is this is also kind of interesting because it showcases uh, the differences in like technology. Which, if there is a currency in this setting, that would be it. I would imagine. You know, just the how technologically advanced you are, because Starfleet's supposed to be post scarcity, right? Like they don't right. use money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I would love it here. Like she like takes. Uh, she's like, oh cool. She's allergic to chocolate, and she starts like convulsing. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh wow, what's the sensation in my throat? I can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I think it would be great. I think it would be great if this was like instead of uh, star-crossed lovers, like Wesley and her, like you know, just doing everything but 
Um, it's Wesley trying to do this when he really shouldn't be, and just every step of the way he makes a mistake. Yeah, I mean a comedy of like errors. He, yes, a comedy of errors. Yeah, like where we laugh at that would Wesley's have, pubescent. That would have been more acceptable here. I don't know. I don't. I'm always weird when it comes to adults writing teens, and because it was like, oh, my experience has been this. All kids are like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, eh. yeah. So it's kind of garbage. Sometimes kids find each other and they like each other, and yeah. like their lack of self self introspection when it comes to that can yeah. be a problem in and of itself, which is sort of the case here. Um, yeah. But instead of like class or religious or monetary divides between the two, you don't have that here. Right. You just have like a little bit of. She's a planet princess, and he's a space prince. So um, he's a space prince. I, I wanted. I like how he's like. I demand you kill this man. <laughs> like he yeah. has the flu. Um, doesn't matter. I want you to kill him. She's like, all right, well, fine. I'll kill him. I mean, I'm not scared. Hey, Worf, you want those lightning reflexes to happen anytime? Anytime. <laughs> yeah, just any anytime. anytime. One, two. After the commercial three, break's just... fine. Okay, just stay there. Yeah, Pulaski <laughs> can handle it. She's she's a commander. <laughs> Cut to Worf automatically Where, getting disarmed. Yeah. yeah. How does that even happen? <laughs> I don't even know. Like, that it wasn't was... even a fight. That was just them, like, holding each other aggressively. Yeah. Yeah, Worf. Go ahead and wait she's an old lady. Just wait till she's an old lady. Old Cleon tries... battle tactic. <laughs> if you wait for your enemy to become hit. old, then you can strike them foul. with impunity. <laughs> foul. Foul. Late hit, Worf. Late hit. <laughs> Put it in the penalty box. Ah, uh, God damn it. <laughs> So, Unsportsmanlike conduct. <laughs> uh, See this, like so. That line is something I would expect, like Q to say, or yeah. or any kind of like energy being. So I was wondering, like you know, with the shape shifting, with that line, with her knowledge of like spaceships, where you don't expect her to have knowledge of spaceships, you're wondering, like, okay, what's the deal? Like, is she kind of like some immortal? energy being that somehow has a vested interest in raising this girl or maybe corrupting this girl um you know this is kind of a a, a situation where maybe i'm doing more work for the writers than the writers are doing well they uh they they punch it too high a weight class for her you know my powers are infestismal okay t- dial it down two yeah. notches and you will correctly be you're going to have the little figure of ali as a knowledgeable shapeshifter and then you're going to use words right. like a flashlight to make a big shadow behind her. Right? right. And you never right. have to make the big monster. You just have to make the shadow and the light and the thing. But they go too big for it. So you're like... It, yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that for sure. So you you lose it. And that's that's why writing's a whole trick. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I, you know, try, and trying to... Uh, having it for an arbitrary large amount... A lar- an arbitrarily large audience... Um, writing in such a way I, I can definitely appreciate the difficulty yeah um this is a little weird it's kind of like wesley showing his favorite screenshots to a girl like isn't this like a super nerdy thing he's like oh um, oh you want to travel oh i have a whole bunch of photos that other people have taken why don't you come to my room and i can show them to you it's it's a youtube party slash mario kart because I mean, the holiday's kind <laughs> of a video game um yeah was... but they don't they're not doing anything they're just kind of standing and observing Okay, it's like Firewatch then. Hey yo, yes. Walking Simulator. Hey yo. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boom. But yeah, you're right. It is cross between um, 
you know, YouTube videos sharing and then watching image folders and playing a boring yeah. video game and the Cliffs of Derillium. So, like, it's a bunch yeah. of stuff all, all crammed together, but... Yeah, I mean, in, in my comedy, in my comedy of errors, uh, flip, I would like her to just kind of like, kind of go into shock here. <laughs> like, she just is way too much technology in too short of a time, and she just like has a has a very aggressive and angry reaction because she feels like Wesley is doing something like bad to her. Yeah, I mean, you die if you're in space. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Also, like, yeah, this doesn't make sense because. The harmonic resonance, like I mean, there's no there's no sound or anything for the sound to travel through, right? Probably, or is yeah. it is it the part the particles of asteroid? Is that what's the harmonic resonance is? Or I, mean, I don't know. It, it, just it could travel weird. through the asteroid. It could be a nebula. It's cloudy, so yeah, it could be traveling so. through like a cloud. Um, the, and she goes and tries this. It's like okay, I'm gonna stand on this meteor. Ah, ah, dies. Or it could be hard radiation and harmony. Harmony, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, frequency is just gamma rays, just cancering you with a beautiful freaking chorus. <laughs> a beautiful cancer. Swip them around. It's like, sir, I have those two sausages yeah. you ordered. You two just want to slap in each other's faces. <laughs> oh yes, and thank you. I've been waiting for these sausages all day. <laughs> it's like, here's your sausage, Anya. Uh, I've given it. Uh, I've given. You the bigger one, uh, just as as a courtesy. Your Are sausage you is infinitesimal uh, yes, compared to mine. Sorry. <laughs> uh, this resolves nothing, and it doesn't redeem Worf from his absolutely shameful owning. It's like, yeah. So yeah, and what is it about that? Is did the that the fight choreography guy just have it in for for Peter Frakes? Like, what's oh, no, Michael Dorn? Who's the um, Michael Dorn. Yeah. yeah, the the director didn't like the costumes. This episode was way over budget, uh, so the director oh, okay. wanted to show as little of the monsters as possible, which is always a good idea. Okay. I mean, if you're shooting Alien, uh, but yeah. the deal is is that so he just wanted to get the fight scene over with and get on with the story such as it was. Yeah. So uh, yeah, well, I'm just thinking about the series writ large. It feels like they you you know uh, in a lot of Michael Dorn's fight scenes. They aren't really well choreographed, but other fight scenes are well choreographed. Yeah, um, thinking about uh, one of the one of the episodes we'll watch a little bit later, yeah. um, uh, between uh, uh, Peter Frakes and the actor that plays his dad. Yeah. Um, so right, but that's that's a completely different fight, which we'll go into. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So hey, look, Troy's doing stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And this exists just to yeah, do so, like business as usual before stuff happens. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, this is this is so weird that she's supposed to be a leader of two races that she's never seen before. And she is, I mean, she's not culture shocked, but she is just in awe of such basic comforts of society. I mean, how it how did they expect her at all to to lead these two people if she just like oh wow a restaurant oh and they bring you food here <laughs> it's more than i could have it's more than i could have ever imagined yeah cuz apparently like, do they just yeah, yeah do they just keep you a box in clavia to 3 like what's what's happening i'm trying to figure out cuz she doesn't know about four planets she knows about physics yeah she doesn't know about her yeah. own planet because she has no idea how to unify her people uh, and she yeah. doesn't know about culture outside of her planet so she knows about magnets, 
Is she like the yeah. inverse insane clown posse? I have no idea <laughs> like what it is they've been teaching her for 15 years. Right. We only know that it's restrictive, but it feels like they've been doing the absolutely worst job, which I mean, if could be that could be a plot device where this this uh, energy being, if it was that, which we know it isn't, but if it was, maybe that that energy being, you know, is playing a game where they he wanted to destroy something beautiful or just whatever. Yeah, um, that seems likely. Put that up. But I mean, 10. really, it's not that. Yeah. Like, has she just been taught like young galaxy creationism and absence education? <laughs> yeah. Like this whole time. Uh, like, there's. There, there are no such things as round worlds. They're all flat. <laughs> the Galactic Core was put there as a trick by the devil. To <laughs> the Galactic Core. Um, it's just one big star is what it is. It's, it's yeah. got a planet and people on it. I hate the trope where you got to follow the girl, but whatever. Let's keep this plot moving, guys, at any cost. Yeah, you know, it, it is kind of... and And... Wesley here, whether it be through direction or his own stuff, we get a, two butt shots, which I mean, okay, fine, whatever. But we also get like this, he's like very aggressive. He's like, tell me what's wrong. He wants to save her. And you're like, come Look, on. Look, the deal is, Wesley's got a fast car. She wants a ticket to anywhere. Okay. <laughs> that was too yeah. much. I made myself sad. Um, yeah, so like, it's, um, it's two teens who, who want to do this plan to get out of there, to get out of where they are and get something better, even though... They both have it like super sweet, but yeah, no, I don't blame you. I'm 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 a fool for like yeah. shitty team plans, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, because you can kind of see like how how bad the plans are. Yes. you know, they're just so idealistic and they're so the logistics are never thought out, and they think love is going to conquer all, but really, um, love only gets you to plan A, and then like actual like human. Because like this kid needs um, parenting. Yeah, off I go. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Computer. Well, parent Wesley. <laughs> you there, uh, uh, Commander? What's your name? Uh, Johnson, sir. Johnson, go parent Wesley. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in my clean all this up, and I'll be in my quarters. <laughs> like that look he do. He's like, hmm, it's emotionally yeah. devastating. That's ah, fine. Well, <laughs> yeah. he's like, if I turn around, according to my own procedures on these things, I don't have to report it to anyone. <laughs> is Wesley sad? Can I see him anymore? Nope. Problem solved. That's yep. how we do things in the Enterprise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, uh, I'll get this into. I'll get into this uh, later. Uh, but you know, it, one of the things that is interesting um, later in the marathon, one of the things that is interesting that I don't always remember about Star, like the, this show, the Star Trek Enterprise, is that they're on a ship far away from any of their support structure like they only have what's their minds and what's on the ship yeah um you know and and so if you if you take the the earth analog which is like being in the middle of the ocean you know on a ship um you can definitely you feel a sense of there's like a survival texture to that kind of scenario but here there isn't really like you just say okay everything is fine but every now and again you get a peak into like oh wait they they have to deal with this on their own they can't they can't always rely on their support structure to come and bail them out or give them advice etc right right the responsibility lands squarely on their shoulders and I that's that's an interesting thing about Star Trek because it's a contrivance completely contrivance in the real world right. people have a chain of command 
And a lot of television right. shows are like, uh, we're not going to do the chain of command because our characters need to make decisions. It's like, well, like all of that, like that giant hunk of television is, is inherently unrealistic. Why don't you just write around to that instead of making up like these pretendy fake scenarios? Right. Um, also, this is an entire but scene I'm... where you need to do parenting of Picard's treating him like an officer. It's like, yes, a fully adult officer that just left my room will totally do what I said. It's like, uh, he's still a kid, bro. He's like, yeah, don't you don't you remember? Like, you're from France. Don't you remember what it's like to be romantic? Like, come on, man. Remember what it's like to be a child and drink wine a little? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Get a little drunk, just a little buzz. Yeah. And it's like, didn't you promise his mom that you would, you know, do parenting? It's like, it's... It's Wolf's week. I'm, it's not mine. I'm, I'm, like, I'm doing it was my week. best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Worf did the parenting. He gave them the birds and the bees talk. We could hear it from the. I could hear it from three decks below. Yeah, we all assumed that was it. Was, it was yelling. Week. Yeah, we're gonna do that. So, and there's like a thing about where she's destined and, and obligated and duty, duty, duty. But she's she's starting she's duty. starting to push back, right? So yeah. she's starting to kind of think for herself. So it makes you wonder. Uh, if that was intended or if maybe um, it was just kind of a happy accident. Well, like, teenagers begin to assert their individuality by violating the rules that have been set for them, Um, which is why you should probably set a few rules that teenagers can break safely to, you know, exercise their independence. Whatever, I don't have kids, I don't want any. So, um, (laughs) anyway, so I think that's, it's part of the teenage line of this, this episode, which is fine. It's fine. This episode yeah, no, doing like it's a lot of well. things poorly enough that it does need to stretch itself. So yeah, yeah, don't, like, don't overexert yourself, Duffin. But the conflict is that she she got to go to a planet Wesley don't want her, and then that's a problem yeah. for Picard and Anya. So that that gets us our right. our conflict that doesn't involve Worf and bad choreography and Wesley playing chess battle. Oh yeah, he, yeah. Here here is so at this point in time in Only the narrative, I was. Man. You know, we, we know about Altamorphs, and I re- I thought just the Guardian was the Altamorph. And so I'm like, oh man, I really want both of them to be the Altamorphs, so like, he'll just like, learn how to get his dick wet with aliens. Um, but that is not what happens in this scene. Oh man. <laughs> See again, as I, I, explain it to us, Clarissa. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, he's... They're going to have this really meaningful conversation. Wesley's been building up, like, I love you so much, and everything inside of me burns and yearns and throbs and blah, 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 blah. And then um, Wesley gets eventually uh, in trouble. And so, you know, Bay's got to come to his help. And that's when he realizes, You're not a human. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> yeah. So, and you're like, Whoa. By the way, this actress, whoa. this actress is like 26, Will Wheaton's 17. So that's Damn, Will Wheaton's son. first on-screen kiss for you. Mad props. Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood is wild, yo. So, yeah. So here we go. So he's trying to be like the the male, and I like at least the subversion of this. Like he calls the man. Home. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I love like I I just want Wesley to like have an internal monologue right now. He's like I have the strangest boner right now. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, he also calls for security, which is what you always do. The first thing you do is you call for freaking help, and then yeah. uh, and then you get out of the way yeah, of the shape shifting monsters. Yeah, safety so. numbers, man. Boner status, dad. <laughs> yeah, so now he doesn't love her anymore. Uh, he doesn't. A lot of and he's yeah. going, 
and he's gonna tell her as much in just a a freaking sadistic dialogue. He he was primarily we we explained that they wanted to bone, and their mutual yeah. attraction was based in Wesley's part on. Uh, Skin smoothness, boobiness, the two arms, the two legs. <laughs> yeah. White whiteness, yeah. yeah. I mean the the hair. Anyway. Uh yeah. I don't I don't know what it is from her perspective because this this story. Yeah, that that deep. is also a question. I mean maybe maybe if you're uh, a shapeshifter you know physical form doesn't come into attraction. Maybe exactly. you actually look behind the shell and get to know someone. Wesley. And she's like, yo, what, with your disgusting hairs all over your body and your weird pores, you thought you thought I wanted to bang you? No, no, no. Yeah, no. you only have seven holes in your body. Isn't that a little odd? <laughs> yeah. Like, how are we even going to work with this? <laughs> like, I have at least thirty-two. Yeah, exactly. And the Audis. Don't get me started. So, like, <laughs> I was willing to settle for you, Wesley, sexually, based on yeah. your glowing personality. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, so yeah. here we get this touching moment with Anya. Um, I, I guess I misrepresented. I thought in that scene was where... Because it happens in the same room. So I thought that scene was where like Wesley does his thing. But I, we have a little bit of a countdown before Wesley goes full on all right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and then like I love how like the writers are so jacked up that he goes full on all right. And then... Literally seconds later, he just yeah. walks it all back. <laughs> you, and I'm like, okay, no, you don't get to do that. Like, just get out. You could get out of here and don't ever come back. You could have shuffled some scenes around, I guess. But the deal is, Anya's like, I wouldn't have killed him. I'm like, really? You seem pretty happy to yeah, kill it, people. Yeah, you'd have murdered more yeah, back I mean, there. Were, give it a couple extra seconds. You were gonna kill that dude. You were gonna kill that dude over the flu. So yeah, it's like, yeah, I was gonna kill him. I wasn't. I wasn't I mean, going to murder him. I would have eviscerated him. I would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His death would have been quickly. I promise. His head wrap. I would have loved it if this is. Huh? I would have loved it. This is not like their first outing. Like they've had like field trips or whatever. <laughs> and she's always this way. Like she's like, no, don't you, don't you remember the ice cream shop on Beta Seven where you killed three customers because they looked at me funny? No, I do not believe that you were going to kill Wesley. The Sagittarius MoMA. Does that remind you of anything? You made people into art exhibits. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yes. So. I still can't. I still can't walk into a bathroom on Sagittarius Momo without, you know, without having that disgusting smell of death in the air. My character arc is complete. Goodbye. What did you take any yeah. actions to do that? It feels like you should have taken some actions to complete your character. You just talked a lot. All right. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Fine. No talking's a free action. I'm glad you're ready to be a princess now. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's one thing we can. Uh, I don't on. know how. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this whole thing. Like, yeah, they're both protectors. I can totally buy Worf. Like, hey, look, you were you were an opponent, and I I like worthy opponents. But she really wasn't right. Like, you never got that sense of like there was a word. Like, they're telling us when they should have showed us, and they didn't show us. Yeah, they they became bros at some point that we didn't see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like that. They like they were drinking in ten forty. He's like. Bitches, man. He's like, yeah, man. <laughs> you like throw in a third kids. set of aliens into this batch just to f*** up. And, like, yeah. they have a virus. And she's like, kill the aliens. Because, like, they're dicks, but we're not gonna. And then, like, yeah. there's, an, there's like, something they do that bonds these two together in some way. And then Worf and Anya just get into a bar fight and tin forward. 
with the third <laughs> yes. party aliens like a legit a legit bar fight a legit bar fight like a, yeah like a knockdown drag out bar fight it would have been great like Anya doesn't even shapeshift she just punches a guy in the sternum and he dro- it'd be great so uh <laughs> so we're here now we're here now yeah yeah we're here at the alt-right moment um <laughs> Yeah, he's like, listen, your primitive human mind can't understand our natural... Yeah, he's like, yeah, I totally took this form for our benefit. Um, he's like, oh, I'm so betrayed. I'm like, really? You're betrayed? Okay. Let me tell you two things um, I need to know about an alien and their true form. Can my dick fit in What it? they look like. And may I? That's it. I'm like, if our uh, personality you know, really is negotiable, you know? And really, the, you know, depending on how drunk you are, that may I thing doesn't even, like, have to be there. It, the may I thing is always there. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. Uh, Wesley's as cold as And ice. she... I'm, I'm, yeah, and I'm super mad that, like, Celia is not angry at him. You know what I mean? Like, she just kind of, like, okay, fine, yes, you, you don't understand, whatever, and I'm just going to be heartbroken in the corner over here. Um, I mean, this should be like a screaming match at each other, shouldn't it? Like it should be. If if they had, I mean, if all the, if there was a deeper connection there, I would say yes. Where they each revealed their vulnerabilities, and now they're both yeah. feeling betrayed. But like she liked him for reasons I don't know, and yeah. he liked her primarily for her agreeable ap- ap- appearance. That's why she was cast. Yeah. So right, like it was an asymmetrical relationship from the start, and so she's nothing's changed for her. So she still likes yeah. Wesley. And, and so that would have been an interesting you know, notion for this episode if the asymmetricalness of this would have taught Wesley a lesson about what it means to have a meaningful relationship with someone that isn't your species. And he apparently um, learned that in an entire character arc's worth of deleted scenes. <laughs> yeah, in the past like five seconds. Like, yeah. what the hell? You don't get to walk this back. Like, I just, I wanted her to slap him and him to just go cry in his room for the next week because I'm super mad at this chain of events. Yeah. I, I'm not super mad. Like, I get what's happening, and I'm glad that he decided to do the right thing suddenly for no reason. He uh, didn't. He didn't decide. It was just fiat. He's just doing it because we got to end the episode on good feels, and so that's what's happening. Hey, one good thing about this episode is that we do not end this episode on good feels. We ended on good terms, and people do nice things, and he's like, it could have fit. It it could have fit. Don't beam her down, Chief. Sorry, go. On. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, don't do the thing I asked you to do. Yeah. Like where I said, hey, look, you don't look at me because you couldn't handle like one of my four forms. You're not going to handle my natural form. No, this and one's... Riker's like, yeah, you know, I've I've put my dick in an awesome awesome book before. It's good times, Wesley. <laughs> it's good time. <laughs> you should you shouldn't <laughs> you fucked up is all I'm saying. It's like warm apple pie. So uh, the deal is is that um, it's like no no actually that's one of those things that we find attractive the glowing lightness. So uh, yeah, this it's like oh yeah you could have totally done that shiny thing and I would have like like a very small mammal uh, I would have been totally captivated by. Here's a t- I know that briefings are against the nature of the galaxy, but here's a, a list of forms which I find appealing and neutral. Anyway, uh, so I feel like there were times when Marina Sirtis showed up to the writer's room. She's like, hey guys, is there anything for me today? And then Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> like just as they pick up some paper and start giving it to Marina Sirtis, yeah, like, Whoopi oh, Goldberg pulls yeah, up in a convertible, uh, like cigarettes, sunglasses. Oh. And, hey guys, <laughs> Whoopi's here. And she just grabs it out of him. It's like, oh, oh yeah, this would be great for Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it would be so great, man. She just does all these really cool like line delivery. We love writing lines for Whoopi. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna do something wise and parental, and I'm gonna knock it out of the ballpark. <laughs> and she does. Whoopi Goldberg's freaking great. And Marina Sirtis is just there with like a gym bag and no script. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. All right. Well, I guess I'll. I guess I'll get into costume and just sit down with my no lines. She waits until someone's like, Picard, I can't believe you're doing this. She's like, I feel great anger, Captain. Shut up, I'm the Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> Gotta say something. It's my contract. Anyway. Yeah. You know, and I, I guess, you know, the, this is what kind of frustrating... I mean, I think this is good. You're, you're right. We don't end on good feels. Yeah. But, I mean, like, we... I guess what I'm saying, we close the loop on that whole relationship yeah. in a positive way. Closure. Which I think is, is not earned by in garbage. Fair enough. Um, but the advice here is good. It's like, it's hey, look, every, every time you feel love, it's going to feel different. Um, every time you part from love, it's going to feel like this. And so just deal with it. Yeah. Um, but I, he doesn't get to do this. Like, he, he hasn't earned the right to have this conversation. And that's what frustrates me. Uh, in many ways, he has not. Uh, but it's a good lesson. And it's one worth learning. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a good note to end on. It's not – he doesn't get to have his cake and eat it, too. And I think Star Trek is at its best when it when it does that. Like it's the bright dystopian okay. future, so people aren't um, you know starving anymore. But like there's still bad things that are part of life, and we should focus and we should understand that and accept it. Um, right. So, yeah, I like it. I think it's good advice and for sure. I don't think it romanticizes that at all. I think you can definitely look back at this episode and say, "Hey, it's stupid teens." And still, still empathize with them, but still realize the the distance there. Well, yeah, I mean, they were painting with broad enough, uh, painting with broad enough strokes that um, you get what they were trying to tell you, even if what they did was clumsy and dumb. Yeah. Um, you know, so you can look through your own lens of what should have happened and listen to that advice at the end and say, "Oh, yeah, okay, that's good advice." So, final thoughts, the Dolphin. Uh, so. Uh, the Dolphin, I, I really, I, I, what you said earlier, where you, if you focus on the plot and you just throw the whole Wesley Teen Angst thing in the garbage, um, it could have been a pretty good episode. I mean, this episode could have done well. You know, I, I would have loved to seen a bar fight between uh, Anya and Worf. I mean, just it, a lot of things could have happened that didn't, and it's frustrating. And the, the, Wesley kind of flip-flopping and the way he flip-flopped was just super frustrating to me. Um, so I'm, I'm not I'm not a fan of this episode. I wouldn't go back and watch it again. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting that Anya doesn't show up even in, even when there's a literal war that breaks out later and Worf is involved in it. Disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The next episode is going to be the Royale. Um, sorry, Contagion. The next episode is going to be Contagion. Contagion. So until then, remember uh, Rand. Remember Rand. I'm going to keep this short because no one likes credits. Uh, Star Trek is owned by CBS Television Studios and Paramount Pictures. We record and edit with Audacity. We watch these shows on Netflix. We are streaming on Twitch. All files are stored on vanvelding.com, hosted with DreamPress, powered with WordPress. If you wanted to reach out to us with any comments, questions, or concerns about the show, you can reach us at vanvelding.com. Thank you, and remember Rand.